This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, the podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with the Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin as uh, we get you caught up and kind of put a bow on the 2022-2023 school year. Um, athletically, we are all done. Um, so we've got uh, some stuff to talk about. Um, we did not get a chance to talk. We took a little bit of a one-week break, so um, we did not get a chance to talk about the Nutria Baseball State weekend. Um, so we'll talk about that in the first quarter, and we'll listen to uh, um, someone from the team joining us in the second quarter as well. Um, in the third quarter, we'll play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game, where we'll talk about the past school year, just some Way or No Ways. Um, and then the fourth quarter, we'll you know look back a little bit. Um, we'll talk about some stories that are going on right now. Um, then we'll uh, hit on some football a little bit in this week's episode. Um, obviously, a lot more as we move through the summer. But um, in this week's episode, we'll just uh, touch on it a little bit um, as we uh, start getting ready for uh, the summer. But... Um, why don't we get things started here by um, starting with baseball in the first quarter? Um, we're going to cap off the season, um, which was a really impressive season for Nutrier, um, making it to state um, after a really impressive run, winning a sectional title against Evanston, taking down Stevenson um, in the super sectional. Um, and then they played Brother Rice in the state semifinals, um, ultimately losing to the Crusaders and then. Um, had a big day to finish off the season, uh, defeating York 9-4 to um, to uh, take third place in the Class 4A playoffs. So um, obviously a really good season. But why don't we start things off here with that semifinal matchup. Um, Joe, a really, you know, a really strong team. Brother Rice, they ended up losing 6-4 to to Edwardsville in the state championship game. Um, but Brother Rice, we talked about it, presented a lot of challenges for Nutrier. Um, and it just seemed like Brother Rice was, you know, able to put together a complete game, both offensively and defensively, just really limiting what Nutrier did so well throughout the season. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I think they only managed, if I'm not wrong, a couple hits uh, against Brother Rice. They had um, um, one of their studs on the mound, and he just had a great game. And Nutrier couldn't put together anything um, anything big in that um, in that game, any rallies. Um, and so, yeah, you got to credit brother rice for not only being obviously the program who th- that they are, um, uh, but for playing good ball at the right time, putting it all together for the stretch run. That's what it's all about in these tournaments. Um, and then Edwards will beat them. So, you know, really, uh, a lot of, um, talent there at, at state finals, like uh, state in the obvious over here, but, um, so some good matchups and some fun ones and uh Nutria just fell short and then uh, but bouncing back in third place is no is nothing to sneeze at um and uh you know uh I know Napoleon got in all his guys um in that game too um so I think you know they fell short of a state championship but coming home with a third place trophy for the first time in a few years was nice getting back to the big stage getting wins on the big stage including a walk off in the sectional you know uh mercy run uh, mercy ruling their their rivals um winning a super sectional in with with a strong performance across the board um it, it was just a real special and memorable year and 30 wins and a lot of these kids can be really proud of yeah it's definitely something to be really proud of just with what they're able to accomplish throughout the year 
Um, a lot of fun moments, a lot of great stuff. And it was fun for it to end, um, you know, with a big nine to four win. Um, Nutria scored five times in extra innings to cap a memorable season. Um, and they were just able to kind of do it in a way that, um, you know, through the entire season, we had this argument. We talked about it a lot. Will they be able to do it? Will they not? And you kind of so saw essentially how, you know, what Nutria is. Um, being able to score five runs in the top of the eighth. You know, you obviously kind of get into the later uh, bullpen, so obviously things are going to happen. But Nutria was a, has been able to capitalize for much of the season, um, and you kind of saw that in in a, an impressive way to uh, end a historic season. Yeah, they've been they've been able to do it a lot of ways, and, and a lot on their – their pitching has been really good, especially during the stretch run when they really solidified the rotation. But really all year it's been good. And that heart of that lineup – um, that we talk about so often, um, the senior, the senior three in Graham Maestros, Brennan Schressler, and Dylan Mayer, uh, were just so dominant all year and consistent in the lineup. You know, uh, they put the stats up on IHSA. They both, they all three hit over 350. They all three had like double digit doubles, five homers, six homers. Dylan Mayer, I think, led with six. They all three had about 30 RBIs, 35 RBI. Uh, so just the middle of that lineup really was the anchor. And then around them, they had great guys in and out from Novakovic to Aiden Nolan was, a, was a you know, at the top of that lineup, um, a stalwart. Um, ben Toft came on it at, at one point and, and started to bat second. It's just a really complete team. And they were so good defensively too. So um, really impressive what they did throughout the year. And it's, we talked about it, you know, in previous podcasts, you know, this, this team, a lot of these guys were starters and big names in a lineup last year that could not get it done. You know, table was set a lot of times and they couldn't, um, you know, clear it um, and they couldn't win these ball games. And this year was a completely different story has to do with mindset has to do with off season um, training and uh, you know, camaraderie and all that that goes along with it. Um, but they put the work in and uh, it showed on the field. And even coach Napoleon told me in a game earlier this season that coaches had to put the work in too. They had to figure out what they did wrong last year to get these guys up and humming. Um, and uh, they certainly did. It's a big rebound year for Nutrier, who, you know, last season went 16 and 17. That was Napo uh, Coach Napoleon's first losing record um, at Nutrier and his first overall since going 16 and 19 at Niles Notre Dame in 1988. So um, they weren't really used to that. So, I mean, it was a big bounce back for the Nutrier program and for Coach Napoleon as well. Um, just being able to, you know, kind of learn from last year's mistakes, um, learn from it. And I feel like they kind of, you know, put it all together and kind of, you know, kind of use their past experiences to kind of help them get third place this year. Yeah. And it can go either way. I feel at that point, like, it, you know, uh, uh, there's going to be ebbs and flows in, in any sport. Um, even if you're the greatest team ever, um, there's going to be a down year relative to who you are, you know? Um, and that was a big one and it could have continued, you know, even maybe a little better, but they could have hung around mediocrity for a while. But I think the senior leadership was such a big part of that in kind of just saying, okay, uh, the talents here, we're, we're not going to go through that again. Here's what we need to do and, and bring in everybody else along for the ride. Um, Got to give a lot of credit to the guys in the clubhouse for getting that done. And uh, big bounce back here. Uh, you know, Nutrier's just fine. Um, doesn't look like that, uh, that 16 to 17 season or that, you know, 
mediocre seasons is is uh, is a blip instead of a trend. Right, definitely. And we'll talk more about their future um, in the third quarter. But um, why don't we jump on over now to the second quarter where we're joined by um, New Chair Baseball um, member. We've got um, some good audio from the state weekend. Um, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of fun memories, obviously, for a lot of the guys um, and the coaches just being able to, you know, play, play in Joliet on Friday and Saturday and um, ending the season on a high note with uh, a third place finish. So uh, let's take a listen. Right. Um, well, we had a kind of a down year for for us last year. Um, and I think the seniors took it upon themselves to um, do something about it. And we talked about changing the culture, doing the little things. And um, we started off uh, in late October with a meeting and uh, started lifting in December. And, and I think the seniors getting those guys in the weight room and, and kind of making them accountable was really important. And then it just carried over into the season. Uh, Would you guys agree with me? Yeah, 100%. You're Brendan, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, what did you think just about that that shift? You know, once you guys got in the weight room and then as the season got going, like, uh, what did you just think of the team focus and, and the drive? Right, I think it was good. We started out on a good note um, in the lifts, and we did um, House of Pains early in the morning every week. And, it, you know, it kept guys accountable. That kind of helped get the team together, like, um, help the chemistry a little bit and then rolling into the season we were like pretty close and I just think it helped the season we were just rolling into the season good. This guy was a sophomore in our super sectional that we lost two years ago. Okay. Okay. Dan had experience what happened last year when we were 16 and 17 and he kind of him, Graham Mastros, uh, Dylan Mayer, they just kind of put put the team on their backs and said let's go we're, this is what we're doing and so a lot of credit to Brendan. Big part of it. Yes. Um, like, there's a lot of debate about third place games and all the sports. And it seemed like maybe your philosophy makes them make more sense to some of us. <laughs> you know, of actually getting everybody in and a chance to play. Yeah, don't 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 count the guys that played. Okay, it's not 27. Yeah. It might be more. So, but, but is that like what? <laughs> yeah, oh my God! Yeah, I don't know if you were here for 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Were you here for yeah, yes, when, yeah. when we kind of made a spectacle and guys were coming out of the dugout <laughs> yeah. and they told us stop doing that? But we don't see most teams doing that for some reason. I don't know. I, you know what? Let teams coach the way they want to coach, and I'll coach the way I want to coach. He um, was yelling up in the stands, can anyone pitch? Yeah. <laughs> part, part of the problem is, I mean, it's it's a good problem. I've been here before, you know, so yeah. to me, this is, this, this is what it is. And other teams, like when we played St. Lawrence in, in 2017, you know, Pete said, Pete told me, he goes, hey, sorry, I'm going to try to win this game. I go, Pete, you do what you want to do. He goes, we've never had a trophy. Go ahead, do what you got to do. But this is how I'm going to do it. You know, and so, and this is how I did it. You know, and the funny thing is, we did the same thing when we played Montini at Guaranteed Rate the, to, this year. So our kids our kids kind of knew, knew, knew what was going on, you know. So What do you guys think that does? the guys who don't play or ever practice during knowing there's going to be some games they get to get in. How does that change that mood? I think it helps their mood a lot. Like, they, like they'll, put, they'll put in the work knowing that they'll get an opportunity, which I think last year we didn't have. Like, some guys didn't get playing time and they just kind of like forget about it. Like, we don't care anymore and they kind of stopped caring. And this year I think it's helped, helped the team stay together as a whole. 
Thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who joined us each and every week this school year. Um, we always appreciate everybody's insight, everybody's help. It's a, it's always a lot of fun to, you know, get to hear uh, someone else talk about it and uh, talk about what's going on, what's happening, uh, things maybe that we might have not seen or known. So it's always great to have those interviews each and every week and always appreciate all the coaches and players who join us each and every week. So thanks again to uh, um, everyone who joined us during the 2022-2023 school year. All right, let's move on over now to Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game where I throw out five propositions and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether those five propositions can happen way or no way they cannot happen. Um, and all these are going to have like a big overview, um, more of a mentality as opposed to, you know, looking ahead for the upcoming week. So, uh, Joe, start things off way or no way. Uh, Nutrier had one of its best athletic years in a while. Ooh. In the major, in two major sports, they certainly did. So when you're anchored by a third place finish in basketball uh, for the first time in, uh, I can't even, long time, and a third place finish in baseball, man, it sure feels like it. But there are other sports. I don't know if they brought home as many championships as we're accustomed to, which is, of course, a privileged thing to say because Nutria wins so many. It's such a prestigious institution and athletics program. So, um, you know, tennis came up just short and um, I'm trying I'm trying to remember where we got titles, Mike. Where do we get some titles? Did we get we got water polo? We got wa water polo back to back. Um, did we get boys swimming? Why am I not I don't think we got a boy swimming, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. No, I think it might have been a second. Um, yeah. I think they were way up there. Um, but I think we got girls swimming for a back-to-back. -back. Uh, <clears throat> did we get field hockey? We did, right? Yeah. Um, so we got tennis. field hockey. Um, girls tennis didn't win it, right? No, Hinsdale Central. I Hinsdale think Central, yeah. they always, always have been doing lately. Um so maybe we didn't get, you know, the seven championships. We got the three or four. And if you were to stack them up, we're a little shorter. But in the big sports, you know, it, it was really impressive. Um, you know, football fell just short, but it sure felt like something's up and coming with that program, even though we'll talk about their difficult schedule. I mean, this is a great topic for conversation, and um, I should have written it down a little better. But um I, I don't think it's one of the better ones in a while. I think they just are, are good every single year. But for me personally, it was because I love hoops and I love baseball. So that was so fun um, um, to watch. So I guess we're going to go with a personal feeling. Long answer, I'll say way it was, just especially because of what basketball did. I'm going to go with way just because – I, I just think that maybe if it wasn't the same amount of championships as you usually get from like the um, other sports, like, you know, tennis and swimming and all that kind of stuff or um, lacrosse, um, you still, you had your, you know, big programs competing really well. Um, you had two, three place championship, uh, you know, third place finishes. Um, and you had football, which I think was actually really encouraging that, you know, started the season like we were I we were talking about it and it was like, whoa, like this might be a really tough season for the Trebians. And they were able to turn it around and, um, you know, kind of make it make it really interesting up into the final game. So 
Um, obviously, I know maybe the titles weren't as many as they're used to, but I think you had a lot of success and you had a lot of new Trier participation um, in championship moments, whether that was a third place match, whether that was, you know, finishing second or whatever. Nutria was in competition for a lot of state championships. So um, I, I think I'll go with the definite way here. I think it's a really successful year um, for Nutria. I know obviously the stakes are high for when it comes to talking about success in Nutria, but um, I, I think it was definitely a successful year. Um, one of the more successful years that Nutria has had in, in quite a bit of time. All right, Joe, way or no way, the Loyola football. Uh, state championships is what you'll remember most from this past school year no i'll remember basketball the most i'll say no way and that's only because of how much i enjoy hoops and um i i think how entertained i was by this by this team um coming off a year where they were uh they were a top five team in um 21 22 in 22 23 i think no one really expected much but i did if you go back and check the pod um you know they, they had they had the guys and they had the dudes as they say and uh they put it all together um wrote a couple um you know seniors one one especially in, in Fegan and um it was just um a really special and fun run and I was glad to be a part of it it was also one where I you know schedules worked out and I was able to go to state and go to a lot of these events so that's the most memorable for me um state football and state baseball, for instance, I just, you know, schedules didn't work out where I wasn't able to go to the, to the state um, finals. So that's usually kind of a big event um, to check out. So I, I don't know, I'll say um, base basketball was the most memorable, but um, man, football, that was, that was certainly something too, though, especially the ESPN game. Well, I was going to say, I think it's a definite way for me just with what the season was, you know, starting the season off with a big win, um on uh, uh on ESPN um and then the season long you know battle leading up to week nine you know Loyola and Mount Carmel you know undefeated they're like this you know the two best teams in the state you know other than East St. Louis um and they're you know battling against all these teams that everyone's talking about you know week nine's coming up week nine's coming up and then you had the week nine matchup like live up to the hype like it was a great game um to end the regular season and then you had the playoff run where Loyola just kind of dominated for much of the postseason and just looked dominant for much of the, you know, for much of the year. And um, so I think that's a way for me. I just think for the dominance that Loyola had the entire season and its lone blemish was losing to the 7A state champion in a, in a close match to end the, end the regular season. So um, I think that's a way for me. I think, you know, obviously what Nutria was able to accomplish this season was really impressive, but um, I would just put, you know, a state championship ahead of it and um, everything else. I mean, just with the hype that Loyola had the entire season, heck, even, you know, John Hollis, like leaving at the end of the regular season, all, just all the different storylines that you had along with this Loyola season. Um, I think it'll definitely be one of the more memorable stories from this past school year. All right, going back to Nutria baseball, Joe, where or no way you think Nutria baseball will return enough to make a run at state next year? Way. And that's early, you know, I, I was thinking about this right before the pod, assuming we, we talk about it a little bit. It's, you know, when you got the pitching, assuming everybody comes back, you know, you never know. Um, but um, they, they're two, they're one, two punch of Max Kaplan, um, who was like eight and one before the state finals with a, uh, 
a really strong ERA. I think under like one, I think it might've been 1.2 or something. And Justin Wood, who was around 2.5 with a, with like an eight and four record. Um, those two guys coming back along with, um, you know, Bo McBride and a lot of other pieces on that pitching staff. Uh, you got to love it. And then um, they've got one of the best shortstops in the state in Novakovich going to come back for a senior year. Aiden Nolan's a three-year varsity starter in center field. That's some slick, slick work up the middle um, for them. And uh, so I, I think uh, Trey Myers at first base is going to be in the middle of that lineup. Hopefully he he kind of helps anchor it. Um, I, I think they'll have some of the pieces bent off. Um, I could just kind of keep going with guys who, who got a lot of varsity tick. Um, I, uh, I do. I think they got it. Yeah, I, I think that's a definite way. Like you mentioned, I think the pitching is key. Everything else that you mentioned is good. But if everyone comes back healthy, everyone is good next season. I think that this pitching has uh, really shown its elite um, throughout the season. So I think that's a definite way for me. I think that this team uh, definitely has a chance of coming back, you know, not only getting a third place finish, but honestly winning a state championship. I think we saw, you know, they learned a lot this year. They learned a lot of different things. Um, you know, from some tough losses, some parts of the season where we were like, ah, I don't know if this is going to work out. But, you know, they continue to, you know, battle on in the postseason and they, you know, gained a lot of experience that's going to be coming back next season. So, um, yeah, that's a definite way for me. I think that they're going to uh, um, come back and definitely compete for a state uh, title next season. All right, Joe, with that and kind of with what we hit on um, in the second way or no way question, um, way or no way or no way that Nutria Boys basketball was the best non-championship team this year. Oh, well, you got to go with baseball too. Uh, uh, they had similar records, I think. Well, basketball was a little, was a little better at like 30, 30 and change and then like seven losses, but baseball was 30 and eight. So man, they were pretty close to similar teams. Um, I just I, I I I lean I I lean hoops. Uh, I talk about it a lot. I just I just like the game and I like uh, watching it and covering it. So um, love baseball too, but hoops gets the edge for me. I thought it was the most the more impressive. I do think that Nutria baseball is the toughest to get to state. We talk about that all the time. And you face a pitcher having a great day, you don't really have a chance. That's your chance is shut out. You know, uh, with um, you, there's no margin for error and. Uh, they were able to just battle through a couple tough games, get a walk off. Like we said, that was a great run. Um, man, that's a great question. Uh, and what about, you know, if we're talking about non champions, you know, Nature, you got the girls lacrosse, um, who was a return champion who lost the, the, the state champ in the sectional final in Loyola. You got tennis who, who just lost boys tennis, um, just finished behind. And, uh, you have, um, uh, I think boys swimming also finished second. Ah, I don't know. I don't know, Mike. I'll say way. I think I'm just going to go with way just based <laughs> on what they're able to accomplish this year. Not that I, what everyone else accomplished wasn't worth, wasn't good or anything like that. But um, I feel like their run in the playoffs was really impressive. They had a really tough sectional. Um, they had a tough super sectional matchup and that kind of stuff. And I think, I think it was just a story of, you know, entering the season, everyone was talking about, well, this new cheer team, you know, they lost a lot from last year. Last year was a program record. You know, they're not going to be able to match that or anything like that. And then as the season kind of went forward, you saw it at Pontiac. You saw it, like, in different tournaments. You saw it, like, during the weekends. 
um, non-conference matchups um, on Saturdays, you would see this new tier team continuously put up strong performances, even if they lost against some of the best teams in the state. You saw them compete against the best pretty well. Um, and that's not to say the other teams didn't. I just think that made that this new tier boys basketball team kind of had a really fun story around them where everyone kind of thought, all right, they'll probably make it to the sectional final, lose, whatever. You know, it'll be like a, a step down from last year. And they ended up, you know, taking another step as a program. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'll go with the way. I think New Cheer Boys basketball is the best just with what the story was, you know, what the expectations were before the uh, start of the season and, you know, just what ended up happening toward the end. Yeah. All right, final way or no question is going to start off the summer pretty well and pretty dramatically and um, a little bit too early probably. Way or no way, Joe, you think New Trier football will have a better record than Loyola football this fall? What? No, no. Uh, have you seen Nutria football schedule? Good grief. Uh, they're going to be really good, Nutria football, and they might not make the playoffs just because their schedule is that good. Um, you know, so uh, I don't know. You know, Loyal, I still have really, uh, really impressed with what they're going to do. Uh, first year coach, I know that, and we're going to change quarterbacks here. Um, and and receivers will have a new set. Um, but uh, I don't know. We got three college bound running backs, probably you know college caliber running backs coming back, and um, a whole slew of um, defensive guys who are going to play in college too coming back. So I, I think Loyal is going to be just. Maybe not just as good, but they're going to be a championship contender still. And and Nutria is going to have to fight for a playoff berth because their schedule is that good. I will say that if this is the year, if, if there is any year for it to happen, I feel like this would be the year for it to happen. Mostly just because, mostly because Loyola has a coaching change going on. I know a lot of, I know a lot of the coaches are staying on at Loyola, so um you won't have to deal with a lot of that but you still lose maybe a little bit of that philosophy i don't know obviously there's that's a, he's a first year coach so we don't really know that much um about it and we saw a lot of encouraging things from Nutrier um at the end of last season the kind of being like all right they're putting it together they're bringing a lot of youth together like things could shuffle out but yeah i i think Loyola will still finish with with a better record and um ultimately probably is more of a state uh, title contender than Nutrier is but um, I figure if there was any year for it to happen, this year would be a really strong um, year. But I, st I still think Loyola is at a different level program-wise, even without Holosek now. Um, I think that he built this program to such a strong level where um, Deshero will be uh, able to kind of keep it up at that point and uh, kind of continue the success that Loyola has kind of become over the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on over to the fourth quarter where we'll hit on some different things um going on we'll talk uh, we'll touch on football toward the end of the podcast at the end of the quarter just because um i feel like that'll be a good segue to what we'll kind of be talking about more during the summer um kind of hitting up football camps and uh um kind of looking deeper into what uh the area teams are going to be able to do but um joe just hitting on some notes let's stick with football i know nutrier uh waves um had a, a good or have a good start to the summer so far um, had a couple back-to-back -back, uh, perfect games as uh, summer baseball is off and going. Yeah, yeah, pretty impressive stuff. Just uh, like I said, that's part of their rising senior pitching class. And Noah, Noah um, 
Chapeau and Bo McBride throwing some perfect games there. I know both those guys, you know, McBride's kind of the effectively wild guy. So really impressive. He was able to throw a perfecto, um, kind of hone in on, on throwing strikes um, and get that summer off to a hot start. Um, I think the ways will be pretty good this summer and all about fine tuning those skills, just get, keep getting those reps and um, having fun summer, summer ball. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Those are always fun moments. Obviously, there's not a lot at stake, but you know, there's a you know, there's a summer league championship and obviously bragging rights looking forward to. So uh um some fun stuff looking there as well. Um I know if you guys go to the record northshore.org, there's a lot of good sports coverage and a lot of good uh stories, including Mike Boydehue's story about uh Regina Softball alumna Summer Rokja uh competing with Tim I- uh Tim Team Ireland yeah. uh beginning in the World Cup uh play in july and joe that's a that's a cool story where um i'm sure a lot of people don't know about the you know softball world cup taking place but it's cool that um roca is going to be able to compete with uh team ireland in the um in a fun uh, international competition this summer yeah i feel like i'm irish so i can speak to this because i was just there for 10 days so <laughs> um that's why we didn't do it. it would come up. I was kind of curious what, how soon it would take you. Yeah, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but that kind of provided – it wasn't clunky at all, I don't think. Um, no. <laughs> but that's why we didn't do the pod last week. Um, anyway, um, I love this story. Great job by Mike uh, Moidehue in, uh, in reporting on it and just talking to Summer and, and her family um, about this really cool opportunity she got to play on a national team. Um, you know, it's Ireland, but that's still – um, great. Obviously, she lives here, but she's got dual citizenship. Um, I think I think you just need to have a, a parent or grandparent from Ireland to qualify, um, and she does. So she plays for um, Team Ireland, which I believe relatively new to this um, program, um, the softball kind of World Cup stage. But their team has grown and grown into multiple levels. And she's kind of on that senior special team. So uh, Regina alum from a few years ago, and now she's uh, she pitches, she hits, she does a little bit of everything. So uh, cool story. Check it out if you have time. Yeah, definitely. Make sure you check out that story. Mike did a good job with it. So uh, check it out at the recordnorthshore.org. Um, Highland Park added a couple uh, coaches uh, from within with Rodrigo uh, Pozo taking over the boys' soccer program and Matt Bansinic, uh doing the same. Uh, with the boys and girls swimming program. So uh, some uh, coaching slots being filled um, up at Highland Park, Joe. Yeah. Um, you know, Pazzo uh, is a uh, former player and he, he was uh, helping out with, um, um, with uh, the, I can't remember the coach, uh, Blake Novotny uh, um, staff um, in previous years, but you know, the, the giants have had a couple rough years, but you know, they've kind of had a history of doing well in that conference and, um, you know, competing for a conference championship. So Pozo wants to get them back there. Um, so that's pretty cool. Hopefully, you know, the, the local kid can do that local kid. Um, how old am I, but local guy can do that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, coach, um, Basinich is also a familiar face has been working with the staff on the swimming club. He takes over for Tim Soros, uh, who's uh, kind of an iconic coach in the area, coming off the best finish in in maybe Highland Park history, but definitely the best, at least place-wise, I think in 60, 70 years, since the 50s maybe. Um, so pretty great stuff that, that the Giants are on a good trajectory, and he's going to look to keep that up after the retirement of uh, Soros. 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 
So it should be a lot of fun. We'll obviously keep you uh, up to date on what happened, you know, once those seasons start. But good to get those uh, positions filled up and uh, ready to go here in the fall, in the winter. Um, and then finally, let's hit on the football schedules. Um, I think the IHSA officially announces them either this week or next week. I forget when, what the plan was with that. But um, most of the schedules are out there. And uh, Loyola was able to uh, finish up its schedule, too. I looked at, at their website, and they found uh, – um, an opening uh, matchup to start the season. Um, but, um, so why don't we start things off with the Ramblers? Obviously, Bo Teixeira takes over um, for the Ramblers after John Holosek resigned at the end of last year. The Ramblers start off their season on August 26th on the road in Michigan. They'll take on Catholic Central High School. Um, obviously, a lot of these times when we do this type of stuff, we don't really know much about the opposing team. But, you know, obviously uh, – um, always usually is like a Jesuit Catholic matchup for with the team in another state. So the Ramblers will be traveling out to Michigan um, to start off week one. Then they'll uh, travel the first three weeks of the season. Actually, they'll take Naperville North on September 1st. Um, then they'll travel to Marist, um, which will not be um, a uh, division matchup anymore, just a conference matchup. That'll be on Friday. Um, then they get into division play on September 16th against Brother Rice at home. Conference play, St. Patrick on the 23rd. Uh, get into division play against St. Rita on the road on the 29th. Um, they'll play Icy Catholic, a new addition to the CCL ESCC, on October 6th. Uh, they'll play Bennett on uh, October 14th. And then end the regular season again at home uh, to Mount Carmel, um, which I'm sure will be a really fun matchup, Joe. Uh, but uh, what uh, obviously another impressive schedule for the Ramblers, the only four and five teams, uh, worst teams were Bennett and St. Patrick from last season, teams that barely missed out in the playoffs um, last year. So, I mean, just another impressive schedule for the Ramblers um, as they really like to, you know, kind of test themselves throughout the regular season. Yeah, it certainly worked out for them, um, that strategy. And I'm glad they found a week one opponent. Um, it's kind of a, a trend in, in high school football with big teams. You know, it's hard for them to find some non-cons. Um, uh, Nutrier had a similar issue, and that's why they have um, Yorkville on the schedule. So glad they were able to find somebody. But some exciting additions for Loyola and, and, and you know, Icy Catholics. So um, it should be fun. I'm excited for the season, and I know we're only a few weeks away. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And, um, should be a lot of good stuff there. I will say, uh, we'll uh, say one thing, Joe. I think if you, there was a team that had a tougher, um, you know, maybe a tougher schedule than Nutrier does, that, that might be IC Catholic being introduced uh, to the CCLESCC, where uh, the, the conference didn't do the new uh, members any favors. They'll play Bennett, Nazareth, Marist, Loyola, and Fenwick this season. So a lot of tough challenges where um, it seems like IC Catholic will play a lot of uh, um, a lot of the blue bloods and uh, a lot of get get its taste um, in the CCLE SCC pretty quickly. Yeah, they sure will, um, and that's you know trial by fire um, in those leagues. So we'll see how they come out of it. All right, talking about Nutrier, obviously schedule is not great. Well, I mean it's a great schedule. I mean that's part of the problem here. Where uh, her, they start off the season against Hersey Friday, August twenty fifth. Uh, then they traveled to Yorkville for their second road matchup on September 1st. Prospect on the 8th. Then they uh, traveled to Barrington on the 14th of September. They get Maine South on the 22nd, Evanston on the 29th. Um, in October, we get GBN on the 6th, GBS on the 13th, 
and Deerfield, interestingly enough, to end the regular season. Um, you don't get a Maine South uh, Nutrier matchup to end the regular season, which is kind of interesting. But um, to start off the season, I mean, you get a 9-0 and Hersey team from last year. Obviously, these are last year's records. Things change. Um, Yorkville, 8-1 and from last year. Prospect, 8-1 and from last year. Barrington, 5-4, and four, but Barrington, obviously, is always a good team. Uh, Deerfield is 6-3. and three. Uh, Glenbrook South was 8-1. and one. Uh, Evanston and Glenbrook North were both 4-5. and five. And uh, Maine South technically was 0-11, uh, had to forfeit all their games and are on probation this season uh, because of their uh, residency issues from last year. But um, a really daunting schedule, Joe. And there's not – especially those first four games – there's not really any growing room. There's not really any time to like figure things out. You just need to, you need to know where you're going to start the season. zero and four, it seems like. Yeah. And then you got Maine South. Um, so really right. it's kind of like, you know, the first five games are, are just uh, brutal. And, and three of those um, are away. Um, and the first two, Hersey and Yorkville, they, they got to go to Yorkville. My goodness. Um, so uh, man, it, the, on a Friday too, which is interesting. Yeah, and we we knew or we know that they're going to grow. These these we've got some talented guys. We we had a sophomore starting quarterback last year who was all, who really showed strides by the end of the year. I mean, they the last game of the year they tied Maine South basically and then lost in overtime. Um, and uh, they got the fire, they got the weapons, and Miles Kramaskoli and Trey Myers. I mean, when's the last time Nutria had probably if they want to do it two Division One caliber wide receivers that's wild um to me and and if they have a healthy jackson mccary he's a third year varsity running back and they're gonna have to fight here um with everything they got just to get a couple wins in non-conference we'll see if they're able to do it you know one of these teams will probably take a step back but barrington might take one forward and um we're gonna see what nutria is made of really early and like you, you put it perfectly there's no room for growth um at least not uh not not given like a big margin for error in any of these games. No, you need to be there at the beginning of the season. There's not really a time to figure things out. You just need to be there or you're going to start the season with a negative uh, losing record. Mm-hmm. Um, Highland Park, meanwhile, seems to have a favorable schedule. Uh, they'll start out the season on the August 23rd on Friday against Layden, who was 2-7 and seven last year. They get Deerfield, Rolling Meadows, Conan, Maine West, Niles North, Niles West, Maine East, and Vernon Hills. Um, a lot of favorable matchups for a uh, for a Highland Park team, Joe, that just missed out on making the playoffs last year. Two and seven, Layden, four and five, Rolling Meadows, obviously a good team. Uh, two and seven, Niles North, three and six, Niles West, one and eight, Maine West, and five and four, Vernon Hills. Um, I know this team returned some talent from last year, so hopefully they're able to take advantage, especially in conference play, um, to earn that playoff. Uh, yeah, yeah, they got to flip a couple of these losses, whether it's. Uh, you know, Deerfield, they kept on the schedule um, because of the rivalry nature of that. Uh, but Maine West, Vernon Hills in conference, you know, Niles West is coming over from the bigger side from the south. So who knows how they're going to play in that division? Um, so it's it's an interest. This is this might be the most interesting schedule because um, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure how they'll fare. I'm really not. You know, it depends on a lot of growth. We got a lot of guys back. Um most of their most of their stars play two ways, so we'll see if they can really do something special here. Their defense has to really turn it around um, for them to to switch around some of these losses from last year. But Conan's a good team. Rolling Meadows is a fine team. Um, Deerfield's good every year, so 
um, there's tough, there's tough games here. We just, we got to find a way to five. Yeah, definitely. And then we'll, we're obviously going to spend the whole summer now breaking this stuff down and getting you guys ready for the fall, obviously, as we get the summer pods out and going. Um, but I just wanted to give you guys uh, the schedule since we had them. Uh, Joe put together a good uh, story, you know, getting a reaction from the coaches and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you check out that work at therecordnorthshore.org. Um, all right. Well, that is everything that we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. Always appreciate it. Appreciate the support all throughout this school year. Um, make sure you uh, continue to listen during the summer. Uh, just a quick reminder, you can subscribe to the Varsity Podcast anywhere that they are available. Make sure you check them out. Give us a nice little review. We always appreciate it, and it always helps us uh, reach more uh, listeners who are interested in North Shore High School sports as well. Um, make sure you're checking out my work at FridayNightDrive.com. We've got good recruiting stuff. I am starting my tour of the CCL ESCC actually this week. So uh, make sure you check out all our great coverage that we'll have there from summer camp, 7-on-7s, 11-on-11s now are also uh, allowed this summer. So that should make for some really interesting things um, over the summer that we'll have you covered there. So make sure you subscribe and check out Friday Night Drive. And as always, subscribe and donate to therecordnorthshore.org. Joe's got you covered not only with great sports coverage, but also everything else going on in the North Shore area. He's got you covered there. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. And we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity, a uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.